Love it. That's what we're about as a church. And that's what we're going to talk about today, actually, because uh, today is Vision Sunday. And we want to talk about it, but we're here to grow. We're here to uh, love each other and love Jesus and grow in Christ and go by serving each other, serving our community. And so uh, we're going to talk about that. I like Vision Sunday. Uh, and Brandon was saying earlier, I just love to be here, Vision Sunday. I like Vision Sunday. So uh, I'm just, it's a good day, and uh, it's a chance to sort of recalibrate our focus because, you know, most of us, uh, we don't, st we're not all laser focused all the time. And we live in a world that is constantly pulling our focus away. You ever find it difficult to focus? Those of you who are like me, maybe you kind of work, you spend the day kind of working in front of a computer, and it's like, you're like, I'm going to go get her done. First, I just got to check my email, right? And then you have, oh, I got to deal with that. I got to answer that. Uh, oh, crud, they're having a sale? Uh, and, but, you know, all right, I got that done. I'm going to focus, right? But I just want to check my notifications real quick on Facebook or whatever, you know? And, and it's just like... Uh, everything is just pulling away from our focus. We don't live in a, a world that is like fosters focus. If anything, it fosters distraction. It fosters dilution. And uh, it's important that we recalibrate and we remember what we're all about because we want to keep the main thing the main thing. And uh, it's, it's so important, especially any organization, any church, any person, any human being just has a natural tendency to drift. And so we want to keep the main thing the main thing. And having and rehearsing a, a vision, a compelling vision, it's critical for the vitality and life of the church and for all of us as individuals. And I hope that, you know, this sort of turn of the year thing... Uh, inspired you this year to sit down and maybe take a look at your focus, take a look at your goals, you know, all those things. New Year's resolutions, not so much. They, you know, 90, like 90% of resolutions just, you know, within a couple of months. And, and so, but I hope that you're able to kind of just take this time of the year and go, all right, what is it that I'm all about? What is it that, what is, and, and here's something, if, if you struggle with vision and all those things for your own life, over the next four weeks, we're actually going to do a series. We're going to talk about establishing a vision for your life, establishing a mission, establishing purpose. And so it's going to be really good. It's going to be, I hope that you all pay attention the next four weeks because it really could change your life. And so, um, but it's so important that we have that. We have that vision that we come back to it. And so in every season, no matter what the situation, because, you know, I don't know about you guys, but we kind of have gone through an unusual season called 2020, you know, and uh, it was an unusual season, and there's a Netflix released a little movie the other day called Death to 2020, I think it was called, you know, something like that, it was, <laughs> so, and uh, we all kind of went through this, this season, and the thing is, is that we need the thoughts of our vision we need the thoughts of what we're about. We need the thoughts of what God has called us to. We need the thoughts of all those things to eclipse and be so much greater than the thoughts of our current circumstances. That's so, 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 so important. Because regardless of our circumstances, God still has a purpose for you. You know, uh, Scripture talks about how David fulfilled the purposes of God in his generation. And, and was blessed. He was honored because of that. And it's important that we fulfill the purposes of God in our generation. 
that we fulfill the purposes of God for our lives. And um, so we need to sort of rise above the, the dumpster fire that is the you know, endless cycle of current events, right? Isn't there, because there's always a current event to freak out about. I, there is. And if it's not a pandemic, it's an election, it's a wildfires, it's whatever this politician, look, there is an endless cycle of current events, and it will never be over with. It will never, till when Jesus comes back, that endless cycle of current events will be over with. There will always be something to freak out about. There will always be something to distract you. There will always be something that you are completely powerless to do anything about, but you'll lose sleep over anyway. Okay, but God wants us to rise above that and to pursue and fulfill the mission and vision that he has for us. And uh, gosh, if I could encourage you with one thing this morning, you know, that you could just take away, really, it would just be that, please, you know, uh, train your thoughts to be greater than your circumstances, Train your focus to be greater than your circumstances. It's important to ask yourself, is, is my vision for the future greater than my trials for today? Is my vision for the future greater than my trials for today? Because we, we get mired. It's almost like the trials for today, kind of like quicksand, you know? We get mired in that. But it's important to have a vision that's greater than just what's, what you're going through right now and what's happening today. A, a compelling vision, it inspires us to action. It draws people together. A compelling vision energizes us. It, it keeps us focused, and it guards us against complexity. Because we don't drift towards simplicity. We drift towards complexity, right? Just ask your attic or garage. They'll tell you, okay? They, they, they drift towards clutter. They drift towards complexity. They don't drift towards simplicity and, you know, being cleaned out. So in our personal lives, a strong, positive vision makes us healthier. This is true. That, this is actually, this is science, y'all. That actually a, a, a positive vision, it, it makes our bodies healthier. It helps us to sleep better. It defends against depression. It defends against anxiety, right? Because it keeps our focus on something greater. And so it's no wonder Proverbs 29, 18 tells us that where there's no vision, people perish. Where there's no vision, people perish. Where there's no, not a vision for something greater, where there's not a vision, where there's not something compelling and drawing us towards us, you know, fulfilling God's will, you know, people perish. They, and, and in fact, one translation says that they cast off restraint, right? And, and, you know, we all know that casting off restraint leads to perish. When we don't restrain ourselves with our bodies, with the way that we eat, when we don't restrain ourselves with uh, the way that we, you know, walk out a life of discipline, we eventually perish, eventually perish, right? And so every one of us here in this room can probably name somebody who died 20 years too early because they cast off restraint sometime in their life, right? I mean, I think everybody here could probably think of somebody. And uh, it's important that we have a vision for something greater. And 2020 was an interesting year for the church, you got to remember last January, we were ready to storm hell with a water pistol, right? Last January, it was, it was uh, we were ready. We were ready to go. We were pressing forward. We were going to open up that neighborhood thrift store like in a couple months, right? And we were going to get it going. Our numbers were growing. We were positioned to reach more foster kids through Royal Family Kids Camp. And then 
bam, a pandemic came along sometime in March, something like that, right? A, a flood, economic breakdown. Financially, we ended the year with 10% decrease in giving this year. It's the first year in uh, almost 10 years where we actually had a decrease in giving over the year instead of an increase. We've always had an increase. We've always, you know, grown a little bit every year. And this year was the first year where we actually had a 10% de decrease. But this is God's church, right? And that's one of the things that I need to remember. You know what? As the pastor of the church, sometimes I fall under the delusion that it's my church, okay? But it's God's church. It's still God's church, and he still reminds me of that. He's the one who's called us to do what we do. And so uh, when, when we still found uh, a way to do camp against the odds, like Wendy was scrambling 10 days before camp. Now, just for those of you who don't know, camp takes an entire year to plan. 10 days before camp, bam, 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 bam. Let's get somebody in there to cook. Let's get, you know, how do we rearrange? Let's find a facility, all this stuff. Like, it was crazy. Uh, against the odds. It's because God called us to do it, and God made a way. It's God's camp. It's God's church. And we, we, we launched an online congregation. You guys, I can't tell you how, how long, like for how many years we talked about launching an online congregation. I mean, we had talked about it. We got all the millennials together, and we, we talked about what should we do, and online church, and all this stuff. And uh, we had, like, no money coming in, and, it, you know, I just, just so that you know, I, I, a lot of people, I think, things that, think that maybe, like, when it comes to, like, online church, we've got four cameras, we've got a new computer back there, a new soundboard. It didn't happen because we got a check from the Pope. Like, like those things don't happen for nothing. You know, it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Uh, you know, like, I think that sometimes our minds just work that way, where things just sort of happen automatically. It was uh, really, it was unexpected financial blessing. It was the Lord that we were able to do an online church in the timing that we were able to do it. And so it's God's church. It's God's church, right? He provides. Where he guides, he provides. And it's his church. And we're committed to his kingdom. We're committed to his kingdom, and we're committed to see it healthy and growing in our community. We are committed to seeing the kingdom of God expand right here in Old Town Moline, and in our city, and in our states, and in the Quad Cities. And so we're committed to clamping on to the vision that God has given us, refusing to let go, and refusing to let it grow dim. So if you're wondering, like, you know, what are, what are some of the qualities of the leadership here at Mercy Vineyard? And one of them is they are, they're, like, they're like pit bulls who have grabbed the leg of the vision, <laughs> right, and have clamped on and refused to let go. And so that's how we feel about Mercy Vineyard. We're committed to it, and we're bringing newness to our community, to our city, and to the world. And so we're going to talk a little bit about a vision some more today, and I'm excited about it. I hope you are, but really quick, let's pray. God, we love you so much, and we pray that uh, you would just make us vision people. Lord, people that uh, when we're surrounded by others who are wringing their hands and, and stressing out and freaking out, God, we have a vision that's greater than that, God. We have a vision that's greater than that. 
Lord, I pray that you would help us to be people who aren't mired in civilian affairs, like your word says. Lord, that we would stay uh, with our eyes fixed on you and following you, God. And we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I love that picture. I feel like that's, that might be a word for some of you guys today is, you know, <laughs> like we keep our eyes on Jesus. And, you know, sometimes Jesus, what he, he doesn't, he doesn't, sometimes following Jesus isn't all Psalm 23. We're not all, he's not always just leading us beside still waters. Right? That's, it's the truth. Okay, he doesn't always just lead us into green pastures. Sometimes when we follow Jesus, he just he walks right through the fire and he expects us to follow behind him and walk with him. And I, I feel like that's a word for somebody today. And that, that sometimes God is going to lead you into difficulties. God's going to lead you into hard times. God's going to lead you through the fire. God's going to walk straight through hell and go, are you coming? You know, and so... Uh, we need to be determined to follow him into difficulties, into times that aren't easy, into places where there aren't easy answers, and follow him wherever he goes, okay? Uh, the good thing is, is that he can be trusted, right? And so, no, no matter how many times you talk about the vision of the church, which is often, I just love it, and, and don't let bad news ever stop you from keeping dreaming, from keeping praying, from keeping reaching. Uh, because I, I, you know, I, wanna, I know that God wants to do what he has given us to do and so much more through us. And so uh, I love Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. It says, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us. That's how this is happening, right? To accomplish if, uh, infinitely more than we might ask or think. To accomplish infinitely more. And, you know, like right now, we're like, hey, you know what? As a church, you know, we want to grow. We want to build a thrift store over there. We want to eventually have a coffee house venue over there and all those things and put our offices and all that. And I think that as we do that, a lot of times God's going, hey, but you know what? The house next door is for sale. <laughs> you know? Hey, you know what? That one's for sale too. What could you do with that? How could you do? How could you, you know, expand the kingdom in this neighborhood? You know, what what vision do you have? What ministry do you have? What's something in your mind where you're thinking that would completely transform this neighborhood? And God's going, hey, I want to do more and more and more. But right now, all we got is this, right? But we have to understand that God is able to and wants to do more and more and more. And so I want to encourage you to always dream big. So as we talk about. Uh, you know, the Mercy Vineyard Church vision today, I want you to remember one thing, what you can imagine God can do more. What you can imagine God can do more. I think some, some of us have let our imagination muscles atrophy. We've let our imagination atrophy. We're not dreaming big anymore. We're all kind of like, yeah, you know, go. I'll be there once in a while. I got your back way back, <laughs> you know, that, that God has something so, 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 so much more. Well, we can imagine God can do more. We, you know, our, our vision is critical for any church, for any individual. And like I said, it guides our decision-making. It inspires our actions. It empowers our service. It empowers our giving. That's what vision does. But at the end of the day, God wants to over-deliver. God wants to over-deliver. Do you all know what over-deliver means? 
You know, God wants to over-deliver. I, ha I have a little, little thing. Like, I have, a, I have a business where I build websites for people. And one of the things that I love to do for my clients is over-deliver for them. Right? So I'll give you an example. There is a client. Um, they are a law firm uh, up in Morrison. And they, they uh, called me up. They said, would you build us a website? We just want, a, like, a little three-pager brochure. And I said, no problem. I'll, do, I'll build a three-pager brochure for you. No, you know, no big deal. But, of course, I'm over there. I'm doing, like, four pages. I'm thinking, what else? I'm not going to charge them more because I want to over-deliver. I want, I want them to go, wow, wow, thank you, you know? And then, and then you know what they'll do? They'll all get more phone calls, right? I want to over-deliver for them. And I believe that a lot of times God wants to over-deliver, that God wants to do more through us, that God wants to bless us in ways and bless others through us in ways that we just don't know right now. And our vision, you know, is just like the coming attractions. You know, we talk about our vision, to love, grow, and go for the greater glory of God. That's like a movie trailer. There's so much more. There's so much more that God wants to do in and through us. And when God gave us a vision to plant the church, we had no idea we'd be starting a camp or a club or anything like that. We had no idea. And when we moved into this building, we didn't know we'd be buying it. In fact, they tried to sell it to us when we first moved in. I was like, no, we'll just rent. Dumbest decision I ever made. Um, <laughs> we didn't know we'd be buying the building across the street, you know, or any of those things. We didn't know that. We only knew that God had called us to live a passionate mission to love, grow, and go for the greater glory of God. That's all we knew. And God is in the business of over-delivering on his promises and his vision and all those things. So keep your hopes up. I encourage everybody to keep your hopes up. Keep your hopes up about the church. Keep your hopes up about the neighborhood. Keep your hopes up about the kingdom. Keep the hopes up about your family and your life. Keep your hopes up. And so the next thing is, we're living a passionate mission to love with an ever-expanding love. Uh, expansion should be in our vocabulary all the time. Expansion, right? 1 Thessalonians 3.12, uh, Paul the Apostle says, And may the Lord make your love for one another and for all people, what? Grow and overflow. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Just as our love for you, what? overflows. So we, we serve a God of expansion, a God of overflow, a God of growth, and all those things. And one of the hallmarks of a great vision is that it's always expanding. It's never contracting. And you know, I, I, know, I know this is a point that I keep driving this morning, but I want, I want you guys to get this. A, a, a God-given vision is not a vision of contraction. Well, how are we going to hunker down now? How are we going to survive? How are we going to get through this? You know, God is never like that. God is never, never, ever, anywhere in Scripture is God going, okay, guys, I just want you to, I just want you to hunker down for a while. I just want you, I'll tell you what, circle the wagons and just try to get through this tough time. It's, it's always, it's always expansion. Always, always, always. And so, uh, you know, there, there are more people that we can reach with the hope of Jesus. There's more people that we can reach. And I know that we're kind of like, we're in this season right now where it almost kind of feels like contraction. And I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I, I, I feel like that our online church, hello online church, I love you all. I, I feel like our online church at times feels like a sense of contraction. It feels almost sort of like, uh, oh, how do I say this? Um, we, our online church is for people who don't live in the area 
It's so people can experience the church if they're checking out, looking for a church. It's for people who aren't well. It's uh, for people sometimes who have to work. It's for people, you know, things like that. But church in a, in a, in is, is meant to be lived out together, just like we're doing today. We're here today. We're lived out together. This is, it's called community. And, uh, you know, scripture, really, when you look at church and, and, and when you look at what it says about church, the, the one thing that really stands out that is like, hey, I want you to know this about church. Don't forsake getting together. Think about that in Scripture. It doesn't say don't forsake watching the feed. But don't forsake gathering because there's power in gathering. And so I just, I want to encourage you guys and you guys online, if you're physically able to be here, if you're well, if you're healthy, come and, and gather and gather. If you, uh, you know, all those things, if you're not working with a vulnerable population, you know, just come and gather. And, you know, a, a week, no, two weeks ago, we had someone come um, who, it was literally off the street. They had, they had walked by the church a couple of times, and they decided, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to check it out. And so they came, and they sat there for a little while, but then they got up and left, like in the middle. And we had one of our ladies from the church uh, who was sitting there and noticed, and she felt impressed to go out after her and to like follow her out and go, hey, how are you doing? Is there something that I can pray for you about? And so this woman came back in and sat through the rest of the service and then went to the back and got prayer from the prayer team and was so blessed. And the lady that followed her out got to be there and pray for her too. And this woman was so in tears. It was a wonderful, wonderful thing. But if our lady would have decided that Sunday, I don't feel like getting out of my jam jams. I think I'm just going to watch from home because uh, it's cold outside, and it is. Then this woman would have left and went home and missed a really incredible blessing, right? And so I say that with, with love. I say that, you know, because I, I believe that part of expanding and loving and growing and going and serving each other is just having the ability, the physical ability, to walk across the room and bless somebody, right? And so I'll just say that as a blessing. I love you whether you're online or whether you're here, but if you are physically able to be here, be here. That's part of that. It's part of church. It's part of the experience, okay? So we're loving with an ever-expanding love. We're not contracting. We're expanding. And part of that is just gathering and loving each other and loving the community as they come in to check us out. And so there are more that we can reach with the hope that Jesus gives. There's more neighbors, there's more foster kids, there's more people searching for hope. And I, I, I know that uh, some of you, you know, might be worried, what if we reach too many people for Jesus? Let me just, let me just put your fears to rest. It's not going to happen. You're not going to reach too many people for Jesus, okay? Uh, I, I remember early on when we had talked a lot about growth, there was a, a guy that came up to me and just said, what if we get too many people in here? 
And I just said, well, we'll have another service. We'll figure it out, okay? Right now, every other row is roped off. I think we've got room to grow. So, you know, uh, so don't worry. We're not going to reach too many people for Jesus. And so we can keep expanding. It leads me to the next point. We're living a passionate mission to grow beyond our perceived limits. You know, it's so easy to put limits on ourselves. It's so easy to put limits on our jobs. It's so easy to put limits on our church. It's easy to put limits. In fact, I have found that whenever I have an opportunity to step out of my comfort zone, my brain will create a list of 100 reasons why I shouldn't. Right? When I have an opportunity to give, when I have an opportunity to serve, when I have an opportunity to start something new, when I have an opportunity to bless somebody, when I have an opportunity to walk across the room and pray for somebody, I can come up with a hundred reasons why I shouldn't. All right? It's, we, we need to get rid of that limited thinking, change our mindsets, right? Grow beyond the perceived limits. Sometimes it can be hard to imagine growth beyond where we are, but I, that's why Ephesians tells us that God can do infinitely more, not just a little more than you can imagine, but infinitely more than we can ask or think or imagine. And I long for the day we're adding more services here. I long for the day we have a coffee house menu across, a venue across the street, and it has a, a remote service happening there, so that neighbors, when they come and they go get their Sunday morning cup of coffee, they have to listen to me preach too. And so I just long for the day when we are, you know, we have to do those things when it's uncomfortable. I long for the day when somebody comes up to me and complains to me that they can't sit in their normal seat because there's a visitor there. I long for those days, right? I do, because God calls us to growth. And I long for the day when people say they never knew that they can grow in Jesus the way that they have here. When they can say, wow, I've experienced so much freedom here. I've experienced so much healing here. I've experienced so much uh, welcome and joy and love. You know, we've been at this over nine years now, and the one compliment that we get from the vast majority of our visitors were, is, I feel so welcome. You know, people are so kind and welcoming there. And you know what, that's so, I love that. I love that. That's one of my favorite things about this church, right, is that, uh, when, a, when a guest comes in, I don't have to chase them down. In fact, a lot of times when a first-time guest comes in, I don't even get a chance to talk to them because you all are talking to them. That's a good problem. I love that. I love that. And so uh, those are good things. And that's how we grow beyond our perceived limits. And, God, you know, they, I long for the day when I hear you know, people say God's word has just taken root and transformed them, that, that, that they're grown in loving Jesus and loving others. Awesome. Grow beyond our perceived limits. And lastly, we're living a passionate mission to go to the furthest reaches. And that's one of the things that I love. You know, y'all know we're, we're like a neighborhood church here. Even though like three people here live in the neighborhood. <laughs> right? Right? I think there's three or four people here that live in the neighborhood. I, and I, I love that we're a neighborhood church. But we're also a city church. And we're also a church that's, that's reaching into Haiti. And, you know, I, I just I long to see us having a global impact, right? We go here by serving God and serving others. And we currently, we support the, his, Mr., uh, the mission in Haiti. We serve our foster kids. We're working on the thrift store. I love it. It's going to happen. It takes, even if it takes a little longer than planned, it's going to happen. Imagine having so many people that desire to serve Jesus that we have to struggle to schedule everyone in. 
Wouldn't that be awesome? Like everybody's, I just want to give me a way to serve Jesus. Okay, well, uh, first opening is in four months, <laughs> you know. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be so awesome. And so, uh, and I, I love that our church actually has a much higher percentage of people serving than, than most other churches. I think most other churches, it's 20% or less. In our church, we've got at least half at least half of our people are serving somewhere. And I love, 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 love that. Because you all get it. You all get it that church isn't just about, like, coming and sitting, right? I mean, we got people that come here, like, on Saturdays, and they push vacuums around, and they whisk toilets. That's real love right there. That's especially the men's room, right? <laughs> especially the men's room. And so, man, I just love that. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. But just, you know, imagine having, uh, having, to, having to invent things. Okay, well, I'll, we, you can be our park, parking lot sweeper, you know, whatever. We actually, having parking lot attendants once again, that would be great. We, we, we had parking lot attendants way in the back. And we still have fluorescent vests out there, man, and they're ready to be worn. So, uh, you know, <laughs> we need those parking lot attendants again. But imagine just more outreach opportunities. And, and, and being able to reach into other countries as well and other areas of need and even innovating ways to reach people. I love, if, you, if you're like one of those creative types you're all like coming up with crazy ideas, you know, to, to reach more people, just come talk to me. Come let me know. I remember one time that I, I said that and a guy came up to me and said, I got this idea. <laughs> this is a true story. I got this idea. I'm going to take a picture of Jesus and put it at the end of a stick and I'm going to go into parking lots, and as people are sitting in the parking lot getting ready to get out of the car, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the stick, the stick out and go, Jesus loves you. And I said, man, I love your creativity, but that's a bad idea. <laughs> uh, so fortunately, there's none of you here, um, and nobody online either. So, But imagine that, just innovating new ways to reach people. And remember, you know, it's all, it's all for God's glory. It's all for God's glory. We don't do what we do. See, um, we're going to talk a little bit next week about values. But sometimes when we have talks like this, when we have a vision, like a vision talk, um, it reveals our values to us. And what do I mean by that is, we say, oh, you know what? We have opportunities to serve our community. And, and some of us might go, ain't nobody got time for that. Or that just, man, you just, I'm just getting burnt out here and you say these things. Right? And, uh, and, and that happens sometimes. And I get it. And sometimes people's lives are just so full. But when we are acting outside of our values, we lack peace, and it, it, there's a sense of being drained. Y'all following me here? And just, just take off my pastor hat and put on my life coach hat for a second there, all right? Is we feel drained, and we, we do. We, feel, uh, we don't feel at peace, and sometimes we even feel a sense of agitation, right? Ah, oh, yeah. He's talking about serving. I feel agitated when he's talking. He talks about giving, and I feel agitated. And, it, and it's, it's because you don't value those things. Because when we are acting according to our values, 
there's a sense of fulfillment. And when we are acting outside of our values, there's a sense of frustration. And so what does that mean? It means that there may be areas of our life that we kind of need to simplify and maybe we've let our lives get too complex and too busy and things like that. And it could also mean that there are areas of our lives where we just need to hand them to Jesus and go, Jesus, make me more like you. Jesus, let me value what you value. Jesus, let me take on your core values. Give me a heart like yours. And so as I say those things, if you are kind of listening this morning and you have a sense of frustration rather than a sense of fulfillment, then, uh, then take that as a matter of prayer, okay? Take that as a matter of prayer. Because uh, I know, you know, Wendy and I, we have a, uh, you know, we have a very, uh, we value people's time here. We don't allow people to serve more than on two teams. And some people would serve on six, and we only have three, right? Some people are like that, you know. And, uh, and so we make sure that you don't serve on more than two teams and whatever. And so we, we try to guard people's time, and we want people to not only value serving, but also value uh, worshiping with their families and things like that. And so um, that's an aside note. That's parenthetical. That was free. So, uh, but it's all for God's glory right? It's not because we want to make a name for ourselves or get some sort of pat on the back. It's because Jesus is worthy of all that we do for him. Jesus is worthy of all that we do for him. And so, uh, and then some. (laughs) He's awesome beyond imagination. And you know what? He can do more through us than we can ever imagine. He can do more through us than we can ever, 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 ever imagine. And when I think about that, I just know that the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. It really is. The best is yet to come for Mercy Vineyard Church. And I, I'm so looking forward to, you know, like, like celebrating with all of you guys, you know, what God has done in our church. And it's awesome. And so today I want to challenge you this morning to own the vision, to really own the vision. Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 38 says, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of the area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into the fields. And so begin praying for God to move powerfully in our church in 2021. If you're like, hey, how can I pray for the church in, for 2021? Be praying that God just moves powerfully here. Be praying for revival, right? God revives our hearts, He revives this neighborhood, that His Holy Spirit moves, and that healing and prophetic and all of His wonderful gifts flow freely in our church, and that evangelism happens. That You know, you know one of the things I pray for regularly for our church is that uh, uh, for a spirit of evangelism. I pray for our church on a regular basis that y'all are, you know, calling your friends or inviting your friends from work to come check out this church or talking to your neighbors and saying, hey, man, uh, I don't know where you stand with this whole God thing, but this has made a big difference in my life. Why don't you come and I'll sit with you and I'll buy you lunch afterwards. And so, uh, you know, buying lunch really does, it's a godly thing. When you buy lunch for people, it's like they'll do anything. Okay, sure, yeah, you buy me lunch. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? And so, like, you know, I pray for that regularly, and I hope that you pray for that too. And pray, you know, ask God to increase our vision. (coughs) Excuse me. 
You know, remember the question, is your vision for the kingdom greater than your current circumstances? Is your vision for the kingdom greater than your current circumstances? Ask God to expand your imagination when it comes to loving and growing and going. And uh, in fact, I, I even encourage you today, if you're, if you're kind of like uh, in a, like a vision rut, if you're kind of in that experience uh, today where you're like, I haven't had a whole lot of vision, it's really just been about surviving, and it's really just been about kind of getting through this season or this circumstance or that circumstance, I would really encourage you to get prayer today. And, uh, you know, y'all are lucky we got a great prayer team, and they'd be happy to just put a hand on your shoulder and, and pray for you and pray that God would continue to expand your vision, right? And so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pray and the worship team is going to come back and uh, we're going to wrap up this morning. But continue. I hope you all are praying for your church. Praying for your church. If you all want a better pastor, then pray for this one. Right? If you want a better pastor, pray for the one you got. And uh, keep praying. So let's pray together. Why don't you all stand with me? God, we love you. We praise you. Lord, we thank you for this church. We thank you for Mercy Vineyard. Thank you, God, that we get to be here. We get to, we get to worship here. We get to serve you here. God, we get to, uh, we get to give here, God, and, and support this church. God, thank you for the vision. And, Lord, we pray that you would help our vision to be ever-expanding, ever-expanding, never contracting, always expanding, God. God, for your glory, for your glory, Lord, that we would be people who continually live that passionate mission to love, grow, and go for your greater glory. We love you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.